This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, and you found another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know I did, and I'm excited for this show today. I don't know what happened to me on Friday. I'm talking about a brain fart of all brain farts. I had a massive brain fart when I told my listeners in the first half of the show on Friday, I don't know if we'll have a Monday morning conversation because the Steelers might be signing people. My show goes out at 5 a.m. Eastern Time. I have no idea what I was thinking. And so definitely, I have a Monday morning conversation for you today. And my guest today is one that you might be listening to this thinking, why would Jeff have this guy on the show? His name's Joey Christopoulos. He is not actually a Steelers fan. He is not someone that covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. And his wife is a Steelers fan, so I mean, that's, I'll give him credit for that. At least he married well. But... Other than that, he covers the Chicago Bears. Now, again, you might be sitting there listening, like, why would Jeff have a Bears guy on his podcast? Well, there's a lot of reasons. And and throughout the conversation that I have with Joey, you can definitely tell there are some really crazy parallels between the Bears and the Steelers. Uh, And I'm not talking about historical parallels. I'm talking about parallels right now in the National Football League. So you'll get to hear me talk with him not only about the Chase Claypool trade, how the Bears fans react, what they think about him and that trade now in hindsight. You're going to hear us talk plenty about the trade that rocked the 2023 NFL draft with the Bears giving up the first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, what they think about that, how that's going to play a role in the draft order, how that could have a ripple effect on other teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers who are selecting 17th, what players will be gone. This is a discussion that I thoroughly enjoyed having with Joey. We dive into so many different things, and yes, we do talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, so make sure you stay tuned. But listen, this is a great interview. I enjoyed it. I, I want to thank Joey. I'll talk about that at the end of the show, but let's get right into this. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, you'll hear Joey and my conversation all about the 2023 NFL Draft, and those parallels between the Bears and the Steelers. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
All right, Steeler fans, it is Monday. This is the Let's Ride podcast. You know what that means. It's time for the Monday morning conversation. This week, have a first-timer on the Let's Ride podcast, Joey Christopoulos. Joey, what's going on? Now, people that don't know you, give a little bit of background about you, and when you tell them what you do, they're probably going to be listening. Jeff, like, why in the heck is this guy on the show? But go ahead and explain yourself. Uh, so, uh, my name is Joey Christopoulos. I work for the Believe Sports Network at present. Um, I host Bet on Chicago and I host Believe in Bears with former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten covering all things Chicago Bears. Jeff, it's been a quiet weekend. Nothing happened at all. <laughs> I haven't blacked out or anything like that. Um, <laughs> there's been nothing, nothing to report on this side. Um, but yeah, we're going to get a little, uh, get into it a little bit more. I have been on, um, you know, several different BTSC uh, shows and podcasts before. I do have some family ties to yeah. the Pittsburgh area. And, um, you know, I got a lot of love for Yinzer Nation. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, it's good to have you. And this is, you, you've been someone I've wanted to have on the podcast. I do this in the off season on Monday mornings just to kind of get a, a fresh voice here. And I'm like, I got to time it well. And it's based on the fact that I wanted to get your take on the Chase Claypool trade. I wanted to talk, talk about, uh, as we called him, uh, Bisky business, the Mitch Trubisky arrow, although brief in Pittsburgh. And then all of a sudden the bears go out and shock the NFL world and pull off this crazy trade for those that live under a rock. Let me rephrase and let me remind you what the trade was. So the, the, the bears gave up the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. And here's what they got in return. Pick number nine. So they moved back to number nine, pick number 26 in the first round. Then in 2024, first round pick, 2025, mm. second round pick, and mm-hmm. wide receiver DJ Moore. Now, real quick, you see this come across your phone, probably ESPN alert, something like that. What's your first reaction? Um, so many, so many different reactions and emotions, Jeff. Um, I was, I was lucky enough where um, I, I do have the fortunate opportunity to get some small intel mm. from time to time and uh, kind of knew a little bit about this about a week and a half ago. And look, this made a lot of sense um, in my personal opinion. And a lot of it had to do also with, you know, not to get too into the weeds with this, but obviously we were looking at probably trading either with the Texans at number two or trading with the Colts at number four. And at number four, it was advantageous, advantageous for us because I think everyone on our draft board, we said, you know what, if we end up with Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, we're happy either way. Well, lo and behold, now Jalen Carter has a lot of off the field issues that he has to answer with, um, not just to NFL teams, but also to the legal system as well. Right. So all of a sudden now a deal with the Colts seemed, um, you know, a little sketchy. Obviously, they're going to have to do their homework and make their decisions moving forward. Roll that forward about a week ago, too, as well. After I got a little intel, Ryan Poles starts talking to Peter King, uh, the guy in the street, uh, the dude at 7-Eleven. And anyone who's willing to hear that, you know, he's getting offers for the 24 and the 25 first round pick, and he's ready to make a deal uh, whenever anyone's ready to pull the trigger, which was kind of a signal out to the rest of the NFL teams of, hey, you know, we like your offer up the price by 30 to 40 percent. Obviously, that went through a couple of days. Um, You know, we could talk a little bit about we're going to talk a little bit more about the timing of this trade. But, man, I was just overwhelmed. I think the haul is fantastic. The key for me is that 2024 first round pick. We got it. Um, DJ Moore was that sweetener that we didn't see coming that we can now get really excited about. We can start planning for, you know, uh, pick number nine in the first round. And then on top of it, everyone all week long was saying that our general manager, Ryan Poles, was a liar. He was a guy that was trying to, you know, pull the wool over everyone's eyes. This was smoke, but no fire. He was crying wolf. Well, you know, what What are we saying now? The guy, the guy went out there. He said what he wanted to do. He said what he had on the table and went out and executed it. 
uh, you know, it's just an exciting time in a really critical offseason for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and they're they're not a quarterback needy team. So you were going to have teams that maybe fell in love with one of those prospects that they liked more than others and they weren't willing to risk it. Carolina with Frank Reich is obviously one of those teams. I saw this and my first reaction was not shocked they traded because I've been hearing everything that you did, not so much from mm-hmm. a source, but from a natural national perspective. And then I'm thinking to myself, though, man, why are they doing this so early? Like, I, I feel like, you know, with free agency, what was your take on the timing of all of this? Do you think it was smart to do this before free agency starts? Or do you think they could have waited and maybe even gotten a bigger get? It's hard to imagine, but it's, it's a possibility. Yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic conversation because I, I do think it's unique in what the Chicago Bears have just done. I don't know if we've ever really seen a trade like this so close to free agency so early before the draft before. So I think it's something that, you know, Sports historians, we're going to get a chance to debate this thing for for years to come, especially after they make some of these picks. So I'm not sure if I can fully answer it, but here's what I do know in terms of certainties is that the Chicago Bears need wide receivers. Why why they traded for Chase Claypool. They're looking at this free agency (laughs) class. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get into that. Uh, look, they looked at the free agency class, right? And and they didn't like yeah, what they saw. They looked at Chase Claypool, the trade that they already made, and they didn't like to this point what they've seen on the field from him. They knew it was going to be a huge problem. You have to figure out if Justin Fields. We think Justin Fields is our guy, but is our Justin Fields our franchise guy for the next ten right. years? Is he the Ben Roethlisberger the next fifteen years for our specific organization? We got to find out sooner than later. Part of that is getting him some weapons. So this adds a little bit of certainty. This adds a little bit of clarity. And I will also say too, Jeff, that we're in a position. We were three and 14 last year. All right. Didn't feel great. We're a pretty bad team. We don't have a lot of depth. I'm going to go out there and say right now, I wouldn't be shocked if draft night. Let's see how these quarterbacks fall. If one of these guys is still on the board at nine, if an Anthony Richardson is still on the board at nine and the commanders start calling and yep. maybe the Buccaneers at 19 start calling the bears point. can move. The bears can honestly, they can move again. So they got the deal that they wanted. They secured that future first-round pick. They got an actual player back in return. It just sort of seems like, yeah, you can. It's like the price is right, right? Do you want to like, do you want to gamble? Do you want to see? If, you want to keep yeah. punching those holes to see if you can get more plinko chips to see if you can win more money, or do you want to cash out now? They just decided to cash out now, and honestly, the haul is pretty solid. So I'm I'm cool with it. It's just crazy when you think about how this has turned everything upside down, and we're still so far away. You know, it, it, this isn't the, <laughs> I think I I can only speak for myself, but when I saw this news, I'm like, man, I feel like the draft should be next week. And it's not, it's like a month away and six weeks. Yeah, It's a month away. And I'm, now the Carolina Panthers are talking about potentially trading their top pick for moving back. I, I Maybe would the Colts want that pick and move? This is insanity. I'm I'm here for it, by the way. That this is what I love about the NFL. It never ends. There's always something to talk about. There's always something to debate. It's phenomenal. And the Chicago fan base, you can't be upset. I mean, for all for as bad as the trade with the Steelers was, I feel like this was at least a positive step. Oh, absolutely. Definitely a positive step. And it just shows that the Chicago Bears organization, I mean, look. You know, uh, we're going to get into it, but you know, my wife, she's a huge Steelers fan, right? So we're always kind of contrasting and comparing our organizations because we're not similar, but we are kind of cousins, right? We got a lot of history. (laughs) We believe in a lot of hard, we we have a lot of hard work. Sometimes when a player, like the seventh best player on the team tries really hard and comes out of nowhere, kind of maybe like an Alex Highsmith or something, he suddenly becomes a little bit of a fan favorite all of a sudden. We do that same business here in Chicago. And she was kind of saying, you know, 
you guys are always continuously screwing it up. And this is a new regime. This is a new general manager. This is a new head coach, new people in charge. And so far, the buttons that they're pushing have been correct. Now, of course, what they do with these picks that they have will be a huge question. But right now, everything's looking great. I mean, we have draft capital, something that we haven't had for years because we traded Khalil Mack. We traded for Khalil Mack, excuse me. We traded up for Mitch Trubisky. We traded up for Anthony Miller. I mean, on and on and on. We are burning through capital. We traded a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. <sighs> but I digress. <laughs> This is good news. It's exciting. And I think, you know, starting Sunday night, we are going to see them fairly active in free agency, you know, on, honestly, on the offensive and defensive line, get some professionals on both side of that, uh, on side of that line. And then they just get to kick back, relax, watch all the other teams fight over these quarterbacks for the next six weeks and see who lands there at nine. You keep on bringing this stuff up. You you did mention there's parallels. You called them cousins. It's fine. There are a lot of parallels with this team. Anthony Miller, member of the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky, member of the Steelers. I mean, the new the new regime. And that's something that the Steelers fan base, I mean, holy cow. Anything new is just like, wait a second. Wait, what? You know, mm-hmm. we've had three head coaches since 1969. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Colbert had been the general manager for 22 years, and now Omar Khan enters the fray. He's an in-house guy, but we, we don't know inter- what to expect. We, we interviewed yes, Omar did. Khan. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, I mean, and yeah. as the fans, we don't know what to expect. You know, you, you make this trade. You get pick 32. That's awesome. You have 17. The dude's a financial wizard. He was their salary cap guru. So you're thinking free agency. How's he going to be able to structure these deals maybe in a way that Kevin Colbert didn't like? And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of uncertainty. So mm-hmm. with you all, the Chicago Bears fan base, having a new regime as well, you get this draft haul. You make this huge trade. Where's your level of confidence with this regime in terms of, and I know there's nothing that you can look back on and say, well, this is how they did it before because this is new for everyone. Where's your level of confidence that it's, you didn't just obtain the picks, but you're going to, you're going to hit it. You're going to get a couple home runs out of this thing and maybe turn the franchise around. I mean, Jeff, I know this is the first time that we're talking, but I I've loved before my friend. I, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I get what I, you're saying. <laughs> I've loved and lost before, you know, on a scale of 10, you know, um, it's probably somewhere in the low fives, like a 5.2 range, but climbing, right? I mean, yeah. These are just the same way that I think that we're trying to build a new organization step by step, brick by brick with our roster. And hopefully our quarterback, Justin Fields, is probably the same way that I'm building my confidence for Ryan Poles as we go along. Because keep in mind, let's be really happy about this trade, right? We got DJ Moore coming back. But man, there's been plenty of missteps also last year, more specifically. I mean, I think three of our free agents that we signed got arrested and in trouble with the world with the law in some sort of form the larry Joby mess we signed him to we gave him 32 million guaranteed dollars he fails his physical he goes to play for you guys on a one-year deal which is obviously if you look at contracts dollars and cents it makes a lot more sense what pittsburgh ended up doing in that situation yeah um you know we look at some of our draft picks right now you know valus jones in the third round a 26 year old wide receiver who had fumbling issues this year so look you know there's been some bumps in the road but I do like the fact that Ryan Poles is saying to himself, hey, maybe if I am new at this and maybe if this is more of a it's not a dart throw business. But if I give myself as many darts as I can, I do have an opportunity to hit that home run. I know I'm crossing over sports here right now, but you get a little bit of what oh, I'm yeah, saying. For sure. So, I mean, it's definitely it's an exciting time. And look, we have that number nine pick. 
And then we're also going to have number 53 from the Ravens in the Roquan Smith deal, the number 61 from the Carolina Panthers, and then also we drafted the top of the third round at 64. So we do have four players coming to us in the top 64, uh, barring any further trades. So, you know, there's a way to replenish the organization on that front. And, you know, you just kind of go from there. I don't think we're going to be making any splashy free agent moves. I can't tell you right now if we're going to the playoffs, we have to see a little bit more how this plays out. But at least it's moving in the right direction. And then the hope is next year, 2024, we'll have the Carolina Panthers first round pick, our first round pick. And then we really take that swing. We try and get back in the mix and hopefully we can stay there for a long time. I mean, you think about the Bears in the NFC North. You got Aaron Rodgers contemplating retirement and or leaving the conference, which I'm sure you yeah. all are like, please get out of here. Please, God, you, help us all. You have the the Vikings who are having to cut a lot of players just to become cap compliant. You don't know what their direction is. And Kirk Cousins, we all know what he brings to the table. I think the Detroit Lions is the team you got to worry about because you know, they've they've made some moves. And, and But I think that Chicago's a team on the up. And, and when you think about what the – again, you got to hit on these picks. That's the key. And I've said it a million times about the Steelers when they're facing a, a critical point, critical juncture maybe. And last season was definitely that for the Steelers with the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger. And I was like, look, you don't need to hit all home runs, but you can't strike out or hit a bunch of singles. You need at least a couple doubles. Let's drive mm-hmm. in some runs. And they did that. They had a great draft last season when you think about George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, DeMarvin Leal, even had contributions from Connor Hayward. Jalen Warren was undrafted, turned into a really good number two uh, running back for the team. Like him. Yeah, I do too, Mm -hmm. a lot. So you have, you don't have to, I I think sometimes the fan base, and this is not just a Steelers-specific thing, they think that every pick has to turn into a Hall of Famer. That doesn't happen. So you just got to manage it. But let me ask you, before we move on to the Chase Claypool trade, Mm -hmm. with the ninth overall pick, is there any player that you can see in this upcoming draft that the bears would say, we need to go up and get him. Is there any player Ooh. when you think about, okay, we have nine, but now we have some draft capital. Maybe it's a, maybe it's one of the, you know, I think about the, the 2025 second round pick. Maybe they dangle that you're not giving up the set, the first round pick in 2024, but maybe they say like, what if, is there a player that, or even just a general position that you could think of that you say, look, this is a guy that they can't pass up and they might want to move up and get him. Wow, that's a great question. And, and and look, you know, these last these last this last weekend, you know, I'm having to untrain my brain from the number one pick, right? I mean, yeah. and to be honest with you, let's start here at the obvious one. You know, I was I've been a Will Anderson fan um since probably last November. Because yeah. I think with the Chicago Bears, you know, when they were going in the tank and everyone was like, hey man, we're cruising towards the top five pick here, you know, I think the sentiment was offense, 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 and more offense for Justin Fields. And I was just kind of looking at the board and I saw this Will Anderson guy and I was like, well, if this guy is here, though, this guy just he just screams a star to me. And I think the national media is now beginning to realize that, too, as well. There are a couple of national pundits that are trying to put a cap a little bit on his ceiling. I just think the world of the guy um, on the field, off the field, representing your franchise. I think he's fantastic. So, you know, would there be a world where I would be interested in seeing if there was a window to move up for a Will Anderson? Absolutely. I don't think that that's probably plausible, but you are looking at a situation now where with the bears at nine, there's probably at least three quarterbacks that will be going before pick nine. And as it stands right now, it might be four two as well. Will Levis and Anthony Richard Richardson, maybe, maybe that tipping point, right? Right. But either way, you're looking at the top six or seven players that aren't a quarterback that the Chicago bears get to choose from. I think it's a great place to be. And personally, 
I, you know, I need to do a little bit more work, right? I mean, I've looked at the the long wingspan of Tyree Wilson, right? I've heard them, I've heard the motor of Miles Murphy. Peter Skaronsky's right in our backyard. We would love to have him either as a tackle or a guard for the next 10 years. There's Paris Johnson out there too, as well. Uh, the, my co-host, former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten, loves Kalijah Cansey. Have been talking about him for months, and then he blows up the combine. Is he rising up the charts? And then, of course, at nine. Everyone goes back to the Bengals and Jamar Chase shocking the world, right? When they drafted him, I think it was at six. And we are going to have those conversations of if Jackson Smith and Jigba is there at nine. Yep. Do the Bears just say, screw it, let's do it. Let's load up within Jigba. We'll have DJ Moore. You got Claypool under contract for one more year at 1.5 million. And then you have Darnell Mooney under contract for one more year. You can make a decision on those two guys. Because now you're drafting a guy and you just brought in a number one wide receiver. So, I mean, it is wide open right now. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun because I think there will be a lot of mystery. I, I you know, I, I, I know my preferences. I would probably go with Skaronsky, to be honest with you. I mean, I just, if you give me an offensive line, you know, you look at the offensive line that Dallas ran out for Dak Prescott and all of a sudden he's making millions of dollars and we're having criticisms, criticisms of him now. But he's there because of that offensive line, right? Yeah. Joe Burrow, can he win the big one? He's probably being held back by the offensive line. We all know that the Steelers' offensive line has endured some turnover, right, in the last year or two. And I think that's going to be a huge key for Kenny Pickett and most uh, specifically uh, Mr. Najee Harris moving forward too as well. So that's where I'm leaning towards right now. But, man, a lot of options, a lot of options. Absolutely. You're looking for that cornerstone piece. I mean, when you th- when mm-hmm. I think about the Steelers and their first-round picks, especially along the offensive line, I'm thinking about Marquise Pouncey, cornerstone piece, David DeCastro. You get where yes. I'm going with this. All, like these all are, of that. Yes, these are players that played a long time and were mainstays. That's what you need when you have that top 10 pick. The only swing and miss the Steelers had is Devin Bush. And I don't want to talk about that, but still um, let's, I liked him too. I I banged the table for Devin Bush. Yeah. Hey, the, the ACL, everyone just kind of says, Oh, it's an ACL. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, the surgery has become so much more sophisticated. That's a major constructural ligament in the knee. And Mm -hmm. not everyone's injury is the same. You can have a lot of other damage in the knee. He didn't come back the same player. And unfortunately, I don't see his career being that much longer in the NFL, wherever he ends up going. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's just it's a, a great, it, it's a great point, right? We always think that it's a hundred percent. Everyone comes back yeah, and everyone comes back a hundred percent normal. And in Devin Bush's case, you know, it's hard to kind of equate these tangibles, right? But some guys can come back and be 92% of themselves and still play at a high level. And some guys need that 100% to play at the NFL level. And I feel like when Devin Bush maybe lost that six, 7%, you saw it on the field, and and then unfortunately his production went down because he's undersized, anyways. So what did yes, he what correct. did he rely on? He relied on his athleticism, his speed, sideline to sideline, all those you know being in the spot when he exactly. needed to be in. And, he, and if you're a half second off, you're, yep. you're screwed. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden you have a defensive front that loses Stefan to it. Offensive linemen are climbing to the second level much easier. He's getting manhandled. Like it just doesn't work out. You look at Zach Banner injured the ACL, never came back. Dude's not even in the NFL anymore. So I think everyone always assumes like, oh, well, you know, that's a torn ACL. That sucks. Yeah, that's that's really big. Like That's not a guarantee that they're going to be back. So um, let's talk about a guarantee. And that was the Steelers getting the 32nd overall pick uh, for Mr. Uh, Chase Claypool, which it was hysterical. You know, I, every Wednesday I do my mailbag segment on the Let's Ride podcast. My ride or die crew, as we call my loyal followers. And everyone kept on saying, like, well, what do you think they could get for Chase Claypool? And I said, if they could get a day three pick, send him away with, you know, no questions asked. 
to get a second round pick. And not only we all thought at first, Oh, this is the pick they got from the Ravens, right? You know, this nope. is the, the, no, it was their original pick. And then we're watching Chicago ever Steeler fans. And we lost written. 10 in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, in hindsight, what are your, what is the bears fan base? Not just yours, but I know you have your finger on the pulse of the bears fan base. What is the feeling about chase Claypool after that trade going into this next year with him? It's a, um, you know, it's an arrow in the quiver for those that want to, you know, play the game that a lot of sports fans like to play of the, I told you so, and get this bum out of town as in Ryan Poles of making a bad move. Um, I am still sitting in the INC, the incomplete category with my hands over my eyes and my fingers crossed. Um, just kind of a long, you know, uh, not, not a long, but you know, just kind of a brief overview of my history with Chase Claypool, you know, coming out of college at Notre Dame. Honestly, he was one of my favorite wide receiver prospects coming out of college. I looked at a guy who looked like a, a tweener between a tight end and a wide receiver, yeah. a guy that can catch a seam route, a great red zone threat. And, you know, I, I, I was banging the table for the bears to take him in the draft. And then lo and behold, my wife's beautiful team goes up and takes him <laughs> instead. And, and you guys, you guys saw great results in that rookie year. He was that red zone threat. He was that guy that can go up and get those 50, 50 balls. And, you know, I think it was really huge. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it helped prolong ben, big Ben's career for an extra year or two Yeah, because I think Claypool came down with some catches that maybe other receivers wouldn't be able to uh, fast forward a little bit. You know, you started kind of seeing it creep in just a tiny little bit. Right. And, and the first sign, the biggest red flag was, what was it? The music controversy of him wanting to play music during practice. And Mike Tomlin yeah. had such a beautiful <laughs> way of shutting that down. And I, you know, if we're learning time and time again, um, when you go against Mike Tomlin, um, you're probably not long for that football team, right? right. And yeah. when you do leave the Steelers, when Mike Tomlin says, you know what, I don't think we need you, not great things happen, right? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> not no, great things right. happen to the play. So, look, uh, and so I, I think a couple of things happened. One, obviously, the Bears were in a situation where they didn't sign anybody of any sort of caliber or quality uh, in free agency at wide receiver to help Justin Fields. Um, they brought in a guy, Byron Pringle, who immediately went on injured reserve. Uh, they they drafted a guy, Valus Jones, who's 26 years old, who had fumbling problems and couldn't get on the field. And you're starting to look at yourself and you're trying to figure out as quickly as you can, is Justin Fields the guy? So they wanted to go out and they wanted to jump the market if possible. And they're willing to pay $1.25 on the sticker price if that was necessary. What ended up happening, though, I think, was that they paid $1.50 on the sticker price because, one, the Steelers are smart. And two, I think the Packers were involved in that. Yeah. And, and it, you know, Bear, Bears Packers is like, is it's like Steelers Ravens, man. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's a blood, it's yeah. a bloodbath. It's a blood war. It goes beyond just football. It goes, there's a competitive advantage that goes all the way up to the front office, I feel like. And so when that got involved a little bit, I think the Bears, because they had that extra second round pick said, yeah, screw it. Let's go for it. Maybe we'll win a couple of games down the stretch. Lo and behold, they lose them all. And, you know, it was a gamble. It was a gamble that Ryan Poles took that he lost. And then he lost it on the field, too, as well. Chase Claypool, you know, they only let him learn a couple of plays. Um, the type of offense that we ran was heavy on run blocking. We kind of uh, pass blocking. We quickly realized that, you know, Chase Claypool wasn't as willing of a blocker as maybe was advertised when he came over. We were depending on our wide receivers a lot to create space for Justin Fields in our outside run zone game. Um, so that didn't really happen. He got injured. Um, it was just a mess. It was a mess. It was hard to, it's really, I mean, Jeff, let's be honest. It is really hard to acclimate a new player into the NFL midstream, right? Oh, yeah. Baseball. Yeah. Sure. NBA. Okay. NHL. 
okay, still, but NFL, it's really, really difficult. I don't know what to expect from him. He talks a lot. He talks a lot about how good he is. Uh, that's not going to fly in <laughs> Chicago. I don't think it flew in Pittsburgh either. No. But look, it's a $1.5 million gamble next year for a guy to go up and hopefully catch six to eight touchdowns, 600 to 800 yards, and we make a decision from there. Hopefully it will work out. But I don't see any world where the Bears are going to win this one. You know what I mean? Right, um, yeah. Especially when you take the pick 32nd. Right, and if Pittsburgh ends up drafting a – a perennial all pro or something at the 32nd pick bears fans are going to be livid based Whoops, on the return yeah. that they got. The thing about chase Claypool that is very interesting to me, you mentioned his rookie year. It was phenomenal and he took them by storm. And this is something Joe Hayden actually predicted prior to that season. He said, chase Claypool is going to be a problem for people. Then they kind of figured chase Claypool out. Once the defenses were able to figure out, okay, this guy likes to do this in the slot. It became very clear what chase Claypool's limitations were. And it okay. was interesting to me last season. We always joked among Steeler fans that Chase Claypool didn't know how to high point a football. And you didn't really see it until you saw George Pickens. George He's Pickens on the way down, right? Yes. Yeah. George Pickens <laughs> is like a freaking master at this as a rookie compared to Chase Claypool. And Chase Claypool, like you mentioned, is like the this mass of a man should be considered a tight end. And you're mm. my gosh, he's waiting for it to hit his body. Get your hands up. I mean, and George yeah. Pickens is but he's phenomenal. His catch radius is out of this world. But still, uh, it's a situation where Steeler fans are very, very much engaged with how he is playing. He rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way in Pittsburgh. And it was a lot of people blame Juju Smith-Schuster being an influence on him early in his career. You know, worried about his brand, the oh, Mapletron stuff, the YouTube channel, the TikTok videos. A lot of Steeler fans are real old school, and so they don't like that stuff no matter what. But there's a lot of Steeler fans that are still very much engaged, even after this trade, even after this draft, on what Chase Claypool's doing, mainly because they felt like they were given the shaft. They felt like what they were getting, what it was advertised, was not what they got. And that was disappointing after that rookie year. But you know what? There's a ton of parallels. I still can't believe all the parallels between these two organizations. But one of them is the fact that your wife is a Steelers fan. Um, yes. And she, she actually listens to some of our podcasts, doesn't she? Um, on the on the regular, uh, to be honest with you, um, which was kind of which was kind of funny where, um, you know, uh, we I started doing um, some content with you guys. I was so fortunate yeah. and grateful to have you guys uh, have me on. And then you brought me back a couple of times. And, you know, I, I get an opportunity to do a bunch of different things with some different people. So, you know, I just kind of said it you know, kind of in passing, Hey, I'm going to be with the behind the steel curtain guys. And she, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and a lot of her family, uh, a lot of her family watches and follows, um, awesome. on the weekly and truly like, I mean, it was, um, that in the, the Steelers dad, whoever that Steelers dad, Pittsburgh is, dad, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh dad. dad. There you, you go. Forgive yes. me. Forgive it's me. That's, a, my okay. <laughs> that's my Chicago was in them. Um, but you know what though? Like, I, I think that it says a lot to the type of content that you guys put out there where these are true blue diehard lifelong Steelers fans um, who don't take any crap. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, they understand the team um, in and out. They understand the standard. And I'll be honest with you. The first time that she took me to Pittsburgh, um, you know, it, it, it is just different. I know I've been trying to compare bears and Steelers and stuff, but I mean, it is truly, truly, truly different where when I went to Pittsburgh, I just remember we went and stayed at some hotel and it was during the season and just everything's yellow. I mean, the city, I mean, of course, and, you know, your bridges look yellow, too, as well. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they are yellow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, no, no. But I was just saying, like, um, 
the decor, the the commitment, the buy-in um, was so awesome. And then, of course, she had to take me to Permanis to get a sandwich because I of had course. to try it. Of course. And I think we went there on a Wednesday at like a 1230 in the afternoon. And it, I just I, I'm such a deep sports fan and I love seeing um, other sports fan bases and how they how they act and how they uh, take in their sports. And I'm sitting there. We sit down and at the corner, there's three dudes in their 50s. Uh, I swear to God, two of them, like they got big Ben jerseys on at Wednesday at 1230. <laughs> and they're talking about the spread for the weekend. And they're talking about like the mathematical possibilities of the playoffs. And I just saw that. And I was like, yes, I was like, I was like, this is a fan base right here. This is, you know, this is true blue. So um, I, I've seen it. I believe it. I mean, I think I we we love our Chicago Bears. It's just different in Steeler Nation. It just is. You guys have a real deep, deep love and and respect, not just for your team, but your history. And you should. Your history is is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I have the Super Bowl shuffle. So there's that. <laughs> we have Franco Harris statue in the airport with the immaculate yes. reception. Like that's and when he Again, passed and when he passed away. They literally had to start selling tickets because so many people were going and trying to get their picture taken with it. So now they just now stopped having to sell, like get tickets to have your picture taken. It's different. And I, you know, I didn't grow up in Pittsburgh. I grew up in Wheeling, West Virginia. It's about 40, 45 minutes uh, in the Northern Panhandle. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever we'd go to Pittsburgh, it was just such a treat and going to three river stadium and watching the pirates and the penguins and the Steelers. And it was such a different era back then, but it's, it's incredible how, you can move away. I live in Ravens country now in Maryland, but it's, it's there everywhere. It's I'm in California. I'm in California, yeah. dude. I'm thousands <laughs> of miles away. I will never put on Dodger blue uh, ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I never, I'm never changing my stripes. Chicago sports. Um, it's sure. in my DNA. Uh, it, it's in my blood, man. So I mean, yeah. you know that it's just, it's just not changing. No way. <laughs> well, I would have it any other way. I really enjoyed this talk. It was a lot of fun. I want to give you a chance to let everyone know where they can find you on places like social media. You might be hearing more of Joey on our fans for sports network. We'll be coming, coming up in April. We'll talk about that as we get there, but go ahead and tell them where they can find you on social media and all that other outlets. Uh, Jeff, man, great to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I look forward to doing more of these and obviously doing some more content with you with perhaps an exciting new venture too exciting as well. Exciting new venture, yeah. yeah. Wink, wink, thank you, nod, thank nod. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on your platform. Uh, yeah, the best way is to follow me at Joey Sports Guy. I uh, keep it generic and easy and accessible um, so everyone can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I do a lot of Chicago sports stuff, but I do try and branch out. I try and uh, cover all general uh, Chicago sports, uh, and, and I'm sorry, regular sports in general. Um, so make sure you follow me on there. And then of course I host bet on Chicago and believe in bears, former bears defensive end, Corey Wooten, always trying to get great guests, trying to get great perspectives, not just from Chicago sports people, but also from outside national, um, entities as well. And bet on Chicago is honestly just, we do all sorts of other Chicago sports, but I try and really get into, uh, celebrating the culture, the history, um, uh, of Chicago too, as well, and enjoy that. So, um, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Uh, Joey Porter or bust, huh? Uh, maybe yeah, at 17. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, see. See. we'll see what happens. Someone's um, going to fall. It's going to make it for a tough decision. It's my opinion. But we'll see. I agree. I agree. And I think you guys might need um, some big, some big strong men to protect uh, your new uh, fr hopeful franchise quarterback. I'd yes. Think maybe think about yes. that at 17 <laughs> or 32 as well. Uh, but great. Great to have you, man. Everyone have a great week. Happy Monday. All right, Joey. Thank you very much. We'll see you. A big thank you to Joey for taking the time. I know he's a busy man, and I'll tell you what, you know, we talk a lot on this show, you know, the Steel Curtain Network, which will be a part of the Fans for Sports Network as of April 1st. 
maybe sooner, hopefully. But if not, Joey's actually going to be the one that's going to be heading up our Chicago Bears coverage. So I'm really excited to be working with him on that. Other ventures, more NFL-related, maybe other sports-related. We're going to dive into all that. And it's just exciting. This whole new venture is exciting. I'm glad he's on board and he's going to be a part of it. I want to remind all my Steelers fans, all the ride or die crew out there, that, hey, Tuesday, that's the day. I know you know it, but in case you forgot, Tuesday, it's the offseason. I get it. Tuesday's the day. Look for my Twitter account at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. You don't have to follow me. Just find it. Every Tuesday morning, I put out the GIF. I put out the question. Fire away with some questions for the mailbag. You all never disappoint. I know you're not going to, but just to keep that on your radar, don't forget about that because Wednesday's when we have the mailbag segment of the Let's Ride podcast. We'll be diving into Wednesday. Man, there's probably going to be some new Steelers. There's going to be some new contracts. It's going to be a lot to talk about. I'm really excited. I know you're all really excited. Make sure you stay tuned to Steel Curtain Network for all the latest news, notes, and commentary surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a fun time of year, folks. Free agency is here. Enjoy it. I will be back on Wednesday. You know how we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers.